to another episode of this time your favourite, definitely your favourite now, Clan Podcast. Third, third favourite. No, we've moved up, we're favourite. We're definitely favourite. Top dogs again. Yeah, back on top, just like Clan will be end of the season, possibly. Um, but we've reached episode 116 um, and the news continues to, to come in thick and fast, which is good. A lot of signings and, and other stuff to cover. Um, but just wanted to start, I think, from us both giving our condolences to um, the, the news with Alex Graham, Sheffield player, who passed away on the 25th of June, 20 years old. Um, that was shocking news, really. Um, terrible and obviously stuff like that is more important than the hockey, so... Uh, hopefully his family and uh, everyone connected to him are doing okay, but it was it was a shame to hear that for sure. Yeah, as you say, it's you know, completely shocked ice hockey and UK ice hockey in general. Um, yeah, a, a sudden, unimaginably tragic death, and you know, one of few young real Brit talents that are coming through. Um, you know the the kind of players that you you don't see coming through too often. Um, you know, I think he's kind of set for for big things, and he was you know obviously really highly thought of um, for such a a young professional, and you know by everyone at Sheffield uh, and international level. Um, I think he made his senior debut at age sixteen. Um, you know, which kind of tells you all you need to know about what people thought of him as a as a person and a player at that age. But obviously, it's not it's not about the, the loss to to ice hockey. You know, it's you know his what his family and friends and you know people that were close to him must be feeling is you know just unthinkable. Really, um, can only hope that you know the words that that so many people have have said about Alex um, can give them some comfort but yeah just absolutely horrible situation and just one of those that kind of leaves you speechless as well yeah i think this was his first first year with a full-time contract with the steelers um and yeah. but I, I, and i think to be fair all the all the teams in the league and stuff came together and and shared the the same message which was nice to see so yeah. um yeah, it's uh, very sad, but hopefully everyone doing okay from that point of view. Um, so from from moving on to to our usual nonsense now about clan. <laughs> slightly, slightly less nonsense this off season. Yeah, I think I think yeah, we've been we've been pretty good. We've been pretty good actually. Well, maybe some people think not, but. Um, we we <laughs> think it's decent. <laughs> we've sharpened up and solved the club. Yeah, we've we've we we're doing a good job. We'll give ourselves some praise. <laughs> That's uh, why we're number one. Yeah, and and when we were um, looking through the the um, agenda to cover at the time, there were going to be four signings. There are now five, and um, with last night's news, uh, which is great. I so. <laughs> Don't know. I've, I've just looked up and <laughs> kind of shocked myself with what what I found. Um, 
Yeah, so five five signings, one of which was uh, a goaltender, which is good. We'll come on to uh, still no defenseman sign, but you know we we did ask for exciting goal scoring hockey, so that's fine. Uh, but the the first signing since we last recorded was ex Dundee. Well, I suppose he's still current Dundee at that time. Forward Philip Sanch or Sanch, however you want to pronounce it. Um, and I was really pleased with this signing. I'd asked consistently for some smaller, fast players, <laughs> um, and he's certainly he's certainly going to bring that. A five foot five, so not exactly a, a towering giant. Um, but was Dundee's top point scorer last year, I think, with 61 points. Uh, a right-handed shot, which isn't the most common thing either, uh, but a guy that, as I've said, brings speed, skill, and will be... It's difficult to play against because he annoys other teams as well. He's annoyed us for a couple of seasons, uh, but quite good to have him on our team this time. Yeah, he's an excellent signing. Um, played two seasons in Dundee, and last season was their assistant captain. Um, 127 points in 114 games overall. So you know that's that's excellent. That's exactly the kind of thing that that we should be looking for. Um, he's proven that he can he can do it in Dundee and put up those numbers. So yeah, excited to see what he can what he can achieve for us at Clan. He was, he was always the player on uh, at Dundee that you would notice for sure. Um, yeah. Certainly, certainly last year, in a in a struggling side, he was kind of one of the one of the few bright sparks, you would say. Um, and I think he'll bring a lot of good energy, which we'd asked for, um, and give us a different dynamic than we've seen before. So it's it's definitely a a really exciting one and you know we've said as I said I've said for ages that I'd like to see more of these kind of players um, and I think they'll I think they'll really excite the crowd and it's it's people that we will look forward to go and see like him um, so it's something that we've not done too much of in the past of kind of pinching really top top player from other teams so it's nice to see that um, and and a guy that I think will deliver big time when he plays for us and hopefully when I've said that he, he actually does and it's not one of my terrible predictions <laughs> but uh, I think yeah I think he'll do really well stand, a standout in both both years he's been at Dundee yeah um yeah, he's got loads of kind of versatility as well. You know, can be used um, across the forward positions. Um, we obviously know that he's a speedy, good skater. Um, and he's got really excellent puck handling skills. Um, I think Jason Morgan had said that he'd be a good asset on the power play as well. So, but yeah, like you say, just kind of going in the in the right direction with with these types of signings. Um from our point of view anyway, you know, we kinda want to see players like that come into the 
to the team. Um, 28 years old, it f- feels older than what I thought it would be. Um, Just because it's small, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is that or not. Yeah, maybe it is that. Um, but, you know, so from that point of view, though, he's playing in, in you know, he's kind of prime and you know, to be able to attract a player like him here is excellent for us. It's, I don't think that, you know, there's there's no way we'd be making this kind of move under previous ownership in, in recent years. So that's a step in the right direction as well for attracting quality talent to the club. I, th- I think the point you make about, about the power play is, is good because we've missed, I think, at times a bit of creativity on it. Um, and I think seven power play goals last year for him out of his 24 in, in the league, that is. Uh, so definitely, he's definitely going to be a weapon along with some other guys we'll come on to. But um, yeah, I like to, I like that we've we've signed them and it winds up to the fans a bit as well. So <laughs> kind of double. Yeah, it's, a, always, it's a double bonus. That's always good. Yeah. Um, and then following that, it was the announcement of a return to the club of a uh, Jordan Buesa. And actually, I've seen obviously a lot of mixed reviews about this. Um, and I think as a guy who didn't play much last year, I think I can see him slotting into that fourth line with um, Forbes and Lakowitz. And hopefully he's going to be getting some consistent minutes. And I think that's that's really going to help him. I don't know if we said before we're expecting a kind of breakout season from him. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but still mm. young at, at 23. But when you look at what he did last year in the uh, NIHL with Sheffield Steel Dogs, he scored 19 goals in 38 games and a further 37 points. So it's kind of obviously we're actually going to be talking about teams in that league a wee bit more this episode than I expected to be. But, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he is a guy that has shown he's he's got definitely still got something. And I think I'm... Looking forward, is that the right? Is it the right word? Looking forward, I don't know, but I think this is his big chance to really come in and show that he possibly belongs at this level or or can do can be effective at this level. Um, and I is think this, Jason Morgan will, will give him a chance. Is this his uh, Craig Peacock's last chance? So in season, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that again. How many how many of those seasons were there? Ah, too many, too many to count. Maybe, um, maybe it is, maybe it is, but um, like yeah, I don't know. I, don't. I think it's it's one of those. It looks straight away that he's going to come in and play that fourth line, um, mm-hmm. and you know he'll be expected to to get good minutes if that's the case because we will be using that line a lot, um, and you know he's 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 going to have to. He's going to have to step up, and you know I think he I think he might just do that. 
Yeah, I think I think it's a good point that you've raised. You know, the fourth line that that we've got or penciled in to have um, is you know by far an upgrade in, in what we've had in previous years with Jordan Buesa here. So yeah, that's only going to help him. You know, playing with with those types of players and um, you know the experience that that Lakowitz has, um, the experience that Forbes has as well to an extent um, is only going to do him good. Um, the one thing I will say, playing NIHL, and you'd mentioned this, you'd mentioned these numbers and stuff like that, but I think um, did Harry Ferguson not have similar numbers um, in his time there? I could be wrong, but I think I remember seeing he had pretty good numbers for Milton Keynes. But um, <laughs> you've done your research on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just trying to put a, put a positive just, spin? No, I'm just trying to remember. I'm just, you know, I, I guess I'm just going to try to give an alternative view. You know, seeing the other side of the coin as well. Um, you know, he, he had Ferguson had uh, twenty four points in forty five games for Milton Keynes. All right, okay, so that's so, not so not not the same level now. Okay, proven wrong. Um, but no, I think like for me, I think it's a, I think it's a really good re-signing. Um, you know, he did leave to get some game time in Sheffield, and uh, yeah, as you said, he's obviously done pretty well there. So, um, sixty penalty minutes, which is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't carry. Yeah, but the other stats do. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it maybe comes down to confidence as well. You know, you've seen at Clan minimal game time, and that can have an effect on players' confidence. So I think, um, I think it, you know you did see a difference in his play towards the end of the year as well. I think um, you know maybe down to that just getting more game time and um sort of showing what he can what he can do at steel dogs um so there's that i guess the, you know, the other side of it is that you know he did he kind of left the short bench last season um for a number of games you know we kind of we really needed players and he would have probably played more minutes at that point um so you know perhaps didn't take a chance to to show or to prove himself here how good he was. Um I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I'm just, you know, putting it out there. But um yeah, for me, I did see a difference in his play and I think that's that's kinda helped me to think that it's probably a good idea to to get him resigned for this season. Yeah, I mean it, the the honest the honest situation is he's not the best player that we could have that in, in the league in that position of course not but mm-hmm. um, yeah I think it's it's time for him to, to step into that role as we do with all the players give him that chance um, I'm sure if he's if he's not performing then the coach will look at look at the options there but uh, I think like we've said with that that line a bit more confidence more consistency 
then you might just be we might just be pleasantly surprised. So let's um, kind of go with that approach rather than being too too disheartened because I don't think that's fair in him either. No. Um, so from Jordan Buesa, the the next signing was was a guy who I think was fairly heavily rumoured. Um, and if you if you believe these accounts, then you you would be uh, impressed that they got another one right. And uh, it was forward Charlie Combs and another guy we've been very familiar with from his time in Dundee. I think everyone used to hate playing against him. Genuinely annoyed us a number of occasions involved in the um the kind of diving simulation stuff i remember one was it him that did that celebration after he scored against us at brayhead yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah so i mean hated in his time at dundee from our point of view but very glad to have him on our side now so hopefully i know his other teams the same way that does but um Another speedy, skillful winger. Uh, I think he got 65 points with with Dundee in his two seasons ago, and then moved to Denmark last year. Uh, albeit not quite as prolific from a you know the points perspective, 39 and, and 45, 20 goals, really good return. Um, and again, the main thing for me is was really skillful to watch and the kind of guy that I think will bring more excitement and a lot of that style that, that we've missed and asked for. So really good sign again from me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, potentially better than, than Sonch. Um, you know, for similar types of players, both played... Uh, together in Dundee two years ago. Um, obviously, they're both pretty small, speedy guys. Um, you know, worked together in Dundee. So, yeah, there's a good, there's a good highlight reel actually of, uh, of Combs online. I don't know if you've seen the kind of YouTube videos that um, some like EIHL account has, but um, in particular, a goal against Sheffield. They scored in Sheffield where he sort of jukes inside. Um, I think it's Davy Phillips that sort of overcommits and gets made to look like a bit of a fool and uh, Combs scores from it. So he's he's got that in his locker as well. Um, I think the other thing is he, he's really calm on the puck, um, which for a guy of that size is, you know, it's a really good trait to have as well. So. Um, yeah, just about to turn 27 as well, so like Sanch, kind of similar in where he is in his hockey career as well, so yeah, unlike clan to get these guys in their po- at this point in their careers as well um, you know, we've seen it like I'm trying to think of guys that are kind of similar types of players, but like for example, Yellowhorn, the kind of smaller um forward and stature kind of getting these guys towards the end of their careers so yeah it's good to see good to see them getting in um kind of mid to late 20s definitely 
yeah, right in the right in the kind of prime, like you say. Uh, he is a guy I've, I've not seen those particular uh, showreel videos, but he's one one that I remember being excellent in the puck. Yeah, a couple of goals against Clan that don't remember if it was particularly in the that playoff game or not, but uh, you know he likes to likes to keep possession of the puck. Perhaps a couple of times it would have would have got him caught out with overhandling, mm. but he's 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 going to bring that um, X factor to I suppose both the power play and and five on five play. Yeah. It's got that um, sort of low centre of gravity as well. It can generate power a lot quicker. Um, yeah, good shot. Very good shot. I mean, 30 goals in a season yeah, is excellent. excellent. You know, he's just, yeah. just one of those guys that is a is a goal scorer. And as we've said, I don't know how many times before, we did lack enough. We did lack goal scorers. Um, mm-hmm. And... We'll kind of come on to where where he would fit into the lineup, but he's just another one that's going to give us those options going forward, and hopefully we've not got a team that, uh, you know, if potentially if defensively we're struggling like we were last year, we've got these guys playing up front that can that can bail us out and you know turn turn a a moment, you know, turn that game just with a wee bit of skill or, or a shot. I think that's what we've we've missed for a while, and he's definitely one of those guys along with Sanch. So, yeah, very happy, very happy with that. Good um, point. And, and obviously brings our average height, keeps our average height really low, <laughs> which I can't be complaining about because I've asked I've asked for that for about five years. So, yeah, smaller the better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we need to get actually <laughs> a lot smaller, even than we are. Um, yeah, I think that. So that season in Dundee finished third overall in the um the point standings um, behind JJ Pickinish and um, Scott Conway. So we know, like, obviously those two guys are incredible hockey players, and um, I think you know Combs is is right up there as well. Yeah, he was one of those guys that I always thought would go to if he was if he was gonna to come to the elite league again he would be pinched by one of the the bigger arena teams. But I suppose that just shows that we are now an attractive prospect and you know, showing with our signings that we, we've got something hopefully special going for this season and we're really gonna compete. So I like that as well. That we can we can attract these guys, so long you know long may that continue. Definitely. Uh, next next on the list was the kind of first we'd heard of anybody not a forward, and that was six foot two goaltender, twenty six year old, um, Jake Kiley who have signed from a, a really good spell in the DEL2 with Castle Huskies. I think he reached they reached the playoff semi-finals there. Uh, a guy who is coming in, as, as has been stated in the press release, to compete for 
um, that starting goaltender jersey. We're, I think we're going to go with two important netminders, which we've said for ages is, is a really good setup. I think it's almost the way you've got to go now in this league with the workload. Um, you find that goalies really, really struggle playing 50 odd games, I think, with, with some obvious exceptions. Uh, but I'm actually quite quite positive about about this game. Again, seeing a wee bit of negativity about will I be up to the standard, but I think when you've got two guys who will compete for the jersey, he's he's done well in, in college, he's got good numbers and uh, yeah, keen to keen to come and compete. So I don't really have many problems with him as possibly our one B goaltender, if you could call it that. Yeah, um, I think potentially it could be our one A, and I wouldn't be upset by that. I think you know sometimes as fans we like to draw comparisons to past players that we've had, uh, and I think he's been he's been compared to Zach Driscoll in, in ways. Um, I don't necessarily get that. You know, he's had four four seasons now um, playing professional hockey, and okay, he's not he's not played you know massive amounts of games, but he's he's still gaining that experience, and he's you know he's he's played nine AHL games in that time, um, and he's also played now in Europe and. Yeah, that spell last year, um, where he finished the the top netminder for save percentage and goes against average, I think. So, I I think it's a top, I think it's a top signing. I really do. Um, I think it's you know important as well what you what you'd mentioned as well there about the the goalie tandem thing, and we've obviously spoke about this as well at, at some length. But you want two really good keepers balling out for the starting job. Um, you know, it keeps it keeps these guys fresh playing once a week as well, maybe. Um, yeah. As opposed to playing back-to-back nights, which is just kind of bizarre to me that that would even really be the case. But, um, yeah, it's stuff like that you don't necessarily really think about either, so... I know there's no. I don't think any of the the goaltenders in the top leagues now play that ridiculous amount of games that we've that we've seen. Mm. Um, last season, I think it was pretty much a fifty-fifty split with with him and the other goaltender, um, and they're almost now kind of conditioned for that. Yeah, it means that it means that you're reducing the chance of injury, and there's all sorts of other benefits. But I, I think, like you said, there's there's nothing to suggest that he's not going to come in and and really do well. I think when you look in the past at at Taylor, I think he didn't didn't quite have that same experience to call upon. Certainly Driscoll didn't. Mm-hmm. And you know these guys might go on to be to be good goaltenders, but at the time, possibly just not the not the right fit. Um, whereas. Whereas Kylie's still still quite young, uh, a good size, and yeah, used to playing in that tandem 
and I think as well the other thing is that Jason Morgan will will have done his homework. I'm sure we'll know yeah. coaches in that league who have, who have given good reviews. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think I think he'll be absolutely fine in the league. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, well, Jason Morgan, he would have probably come up against him at some point um, last year, so he's probably had a good look at him then. Um, but yeah, just to kind of go back to the the point you mentioned there about Ty Taylor, yeah, I never really, Taylor never really filled me with any sort of confidence. Um, Driscoll wasn't great, but he was also a young, a young goalie who, you know, wasn't helped by those at the club last year. Um, so I think for me, the, the difference is Kylie's got that high level experience there. Um, you know, excellent numbers last year and as you pointed out as well at, at university so you know he's done it there he's played in Europe he's done well I think you know it's it's a really exciting signing for me yeah and looking at looking at Driscoll for example um, he'd only played three East Coast games before he came to us um, yeah. and then the second half of last year he Played 42 games with just over three goals against average and just under 90% save percentage. So, you know, it's not like you know, the, the club did a lot of things wrong last year, as we know, but it's not as if we've, we let go this guy and he absolutely tore it up at Indy Fuel and, you know, made mm-hmm. us look like it was the wrong decision. We brought in John Muse who did really well and it's a position we know we've got to get right so I think bringing in two top guys like Kylie and I'd imagine whoever the other goalie as we announce will be of a similar standard I think we'll notice that that brings confidence to the team and to both the, both of them that yeah you know there's it's it's going to be a good situation. It'll be the first time we've properly been settled with two import goaltenders, I think, because we can't say that it was like that last year. It was just injuries and all sorts going on. So this is the first time, and it's exciting from that point of view. Yeah, I think that's, that's one thing as well that's important for this season as well. Hopefully we've kind of we've had the bad luck with the, on the injury front, so you know hopefully that that's passed and we can keep a lot of these guys healthy because I think, you know, we're, we're going to need to have that, um, you know, throughout, throughout the season to be able to get to where we want to be. Yeah, and and for the likes of Combs and Sanj, when you look back, they've played pretty much all the games in the last yeah. couple of seasons. So for small guys that you would think would be targeted... You know their their actual return of of games is really good. Um, Watch them and, get injured in September. Yeah, first preseason game, both <laughs> out, uh, and and we'll come on to, you know, needing to give them some protection. You look at Combs and Dundee. He had I think Kyle Haas, uh, and and it's still there. Still is an element of of not wanting other teams to, to target these players, and I'm sure they will because they know that they're going to be our top guys. 
and yeah, I realise I've just deviated off off talking about the goaltending, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's, it's, it's relevant. On the goaltending, I think it's worth mentioning. Um, congratulations to Shane Starrett, who I don't know if you saw, but got signed an AHL contract recently, which yep. is absolutely not a surprise with how good he was. So hopefully he goes there, does well, and then takes even a step up again. And maybe one one day we'll see him back at Clan, but. That's definitely more than more than deserved for him. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we saw what, what he could do here. And, uh, yeah, it was just to be able to attract a player like that and to have him for the whole season and play the way he did was just, you know, it was great. But, you know, it was kind of, you always want the rest of the team to be of the same sort of level and uh, you know that's maybe we'll let let that team down uh ultimately but you know star himself is obviously a a top top player and yeah he's got this this deal now in the hl and um it's only deserving really um and i think you could you know quite easily get get some game time in in the nhl going forward because he has of that standard, I believe. Um, again, we've you know we've seen it as well previously. The players that have come here that have played in the NHL and okay, they've maybe been towards the end of their careers or um, you know kind of over over the age of thirty. But he's definitely um, he, he's definitely in in with that group of players. Um, so yeah, I could see him definitely making that. That next step up even still yeah absolutely brilliant and good luck to him definitely uh, he'll be if he does get to the NHL I'm sure he'll have a, a Scotland logo or a clan something on his helmet oh yeah for sure definitely yeah uh, so the the last signing that um, the most recent one last night and arguably in in some people's eyes, the biggest was um, the return of Dyson Stevenson, who comes straight in uh, as captain. I think that was kind of unusual from a press release point of view to do that for Clan. I don't know if we've we've ever really said that a signing will come straight in as captain. Um, but Dyson Stevenson announced coming back. No mention of a coaching role or anything like that, which in my mind will really benefit him. A proper proper leader. Obviously we know that he turned round the fortune of the of the team to some extent last year as coach. But I still think that he, he's got a lot to give as a player. Um I think he's got more to give from from a point production standpoint and he'll know that. But uh, a guy that I think every team needs steps up, uh, doesn't back down from anybody. Clearly respected by the by his teammates, and I think um, will fit right in. I I'm actually expecting us to see the sort of best best Dyson Stevenson this year. I think last year 
he had the coaching distractions and then the season before he had, he had injury problems. So I think for sure focus fully on the playing side um, and yeah, just does a lot of things right and I'm, I'm glad he's back as a player. Yeah, I am too, um, definitely. It's not, I mean, it's not something I thought that we would see um, given what he'd said last year regarding, you know, whether whether he could go through another season, whether he could physically do it. Um, it's obviously not a decision, a decision that he's taken lightly. Um, I thought he spoke well in, in his video as well. Um, not about the winning championships, but because that just seems to be something that everyone says now. But um, just when he was speaking about the fans last year and how much the the support meant to him personally, and you know, I think that's one of the main reasons why why he's back here. Um, you know, when um, you know he took up that coaching role last year, and he, he did. He, Saw us through, got us to the playoffs, and you know was was exceptional in, in the those playoff games against Belfast. But yeah, it's just like, could he do that for a for a prolonged prolonged period? Um, there's no doubt he's a an excellent hockey player. Um, you know, it's all about the team first, and we've seen what kind of player he is. You know, they don't come any tougher than Dyson. Um, but yeah. So I'm looking for. Interestingly, you mentioned uh, his point production. Um, two years ago, 19 points in the regular season, one point in the playoffs. Last last season it was exactly the same, 19 points. Regular season, one point in the playoffs. So I'm looking forward to getting to the playoffs this year again. Yeah, you can't you can't say he's not consistent. No, <laughs> you can't say he's uh, not no. consistent. Um, but he he will give the the smaller skilled players I think more freedom. We've seen in, in other teams in the past that that's helped these kind of players flourish. Um, and, and we know that it's a it's a smaller team at the moment than maybe we've had in the past. So I think he'll be required to really um, police police that ice and we know that he gets involved when he needs to, but I don't think he's he doesn't take a lot of daft penalties from my from my memory. Just his, his sort of presence is um, is enough, and I think he's to me clearly a natural choice for for the captain. Did it in the in the first year, but with that extra experience and. Everything he brings, I think it's it's kind of a no-brainer. Mm. I actually think um, I suspect there might be more players like Dyson in the team this year. You know, we've got um, Ryan Harrison has been brought in, um, similar type of player to Dyson in some ways. Um, but I think you know we'll see maybe some some hard-nosed D-men as well, because um, I don't. I don't think Dyson would be back if he didn't think that there would be, you know, others in the team that are that are kind of willing to do the dirty work and and kind of help from that from that side of things and you know help protect those skill guys. Um, not yeah, that I'm saying he couldn't do that. I just mean 
particularly now from a physical uh, physicality standpoint. Yeah, you're completely right because he's not. I don't think he would want to have that on on fully on his own shoulders, um, because he can he can produce um, goals and assists. We've seen that, and I think I think he'll he'll want to do that whether he's got one or two seasons left. Um, I'm sure by what he said, he will eventually move into a, a coaching role, but. Uh, hopefully he doesn't feel too much pressure on himself that maybe he did feel last year being the coach and, and all sorts of other things. So that's that's kind of why I think we'll see we'll see him really have his best season. Um, and yeah, yeah glad, glad he's chosen to to come back and uh, yeah he's gonna he's gonna fit in really well with that that team as you say. We've obviously had, while we're on the subject of, of fitting into the team, we've had a couple of questions from people about how we thought the lines were going to look. Um, Neil Douglas asking what he thought our opinions would be on the lines, whether Stevenson would be on the third line with Cowney and Harrison. Um, and then Tanya stating that she would split Combs and Sandship and that Dyson would be required to protect both of them. Um, very true. It's an interesting couple of points, I think. From my point of view, because we're still missing three forwards, it's hard to to stick everybody in what I think will be their final position. Um, apart from that, that fourth line sort of set, it's hard to say whether Stevenson and, and Harrison will play together. Um, and even Sanchez Combs, but I think the thing that's that's quite good is it's pretty flexible looking. Uh, we've got guys that can that can play centre, some that will play wing, um, and we're not going to be relying, like we've said before, on the same guys to score points. Yeah, no, exactly that. Um, completely agree. Um, you know, we have got. Um, you know we've got quite a lot of forwards in now, so still what three to three to sign. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at the face of it, you would say Boessa, Forbes, and, and Lakowitz fourth line. But then other than that, it's kind of it's a bit up in the air. But even even that fourth line is, can be interchangeable as well. So I think yeah, like you say, there's good good flexibility in there. Um, so you could see. The likes of Combs and Sanchez playing on on the same line, or they could be split up. And you know, similarly, you've got Hayden there who played a lot of first line last year. Could definitely do that again, um, but could also probably play second line. Um, Cowney we've seen as well do that, moving up and down the line. So yeah, there's there's good uh, variables there that that we can kind of move about and see what fits best. I know, because if you're keeping, if you're looking to keep Sanch and Combs together, then you could argue that you need a, a more physical guy with them, but then at the same time, you could you could stick, if you stick Hayden in as, as centre, I know he played a fair bit of centre with, um, with the top line last year, mm-hmm. then you've got a very 
very dangerous line there. Um, and having Stevenson and Harrison together, possibly with County, is just would be a nightmare for for opposition. Yeah. So so they are interchangeable. If you, if you went like that, then you're still looking at having a possibly three first line players to sign um, if those guys are playing second line but I think I think we might see Sanch and Combs one or both of them on, on the first line in my opinion so um, yeah. the, the, the stuff that I think I think we're possibly still to see um Another big goal scorer. I don't love touching on rumours too much, but um, if the if the Combs brothers thing was to be believed, then that's a bit of a gap, a goal scoring gap that we need to fill. So I think for sure we've got another goal scorer or two to come in, and and in my opinion, I know it's like an ideal world kind of thing. I'd like to see a forward with a wee bit more size in the in the kind of power forward mode, whether they're a winger or centre, like sort of Lee Salters, Matt Keith's well Salters is much much bigger, but a Matt Keith or Stephen Meyer kind of size guy. Yeah. To fit in. Because looking at, at those those forwards, I think they're all sort of six foot and under, really. Yeah. Um, and and for a number of reasons we need need a wee bit more size. So that's that's the only thing I, I'd see is missing at the moment from it until we know what else is coming in. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I do agree with that. Um, I think as well it's important maybe um, to note that you know previous years have maybe relied on having you know that that one line that that produces points, whereas you know, kind of going forward, hopefully we're, we're looking at the top two lines being able to do that and, you know, taking a bit of pressure off, um, you know, those guys that are brought in to play first line. If you've got guys in the second line that are putting up just as many points or near enough there, um, you know, kind of sharing the load round. And similarly, you've, you know, you'll have guys on, on the third line that can move up, um, you know, guys like Ryan Harrison. Um, actually, probably all, all of those guys, County Harrison and, and Stevenson have definitely all, you know, done that before and have all contributed um, in the scoring department as well. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do agree, though. I think, you know, with, um, you know, that kind of rumour about um, Combs' brother not, not coming then yeah it does leave a, a bit of a gap there but um yeah the way the signings have been going um it's still you know really exciting that i do think that we've still got like three you know really top top caliber forwards um to come in there to to help us out in that department yeah i mean that and that's without even touching on on the defense we've still got six Six defensemen to sign. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure Jason Morgan hasn't forgotten that. Uh, <laughs> but it, it will be interesting to see with with the makeup of the forwards that come in. If you if you will look more towards 
um, defensive defenseman for the majority, which I think he might, um, rather than in the past maybe having too much emphasis on guys that can that can go forward. There's definitely a balance to have. Uh, but but by the makeup of the team at the moment, I think there'll be a lot of option to to give the puck to those forwards and let them let them do do a bit of a job. So yeah, a, a bit more size in in one or two of those forwards will be nice. Um, you know, like a, a guy like Mark Cooper for Belfast last year put up a lot of points, a bit bigger. Yeah. Um, and you know, really effective. Uh, I think was it Peyton Franti? Is that his name at Coventry? I think slightly younger, but definitely remember being a big guy and and really impressed. And they do, they definitely do exist. You need to be able to skate now. I'm not talking about a like a a Jeff Smith or a, a, Lee, a Lee Baldwin level of of mobility, but there's definitely definitely options there. I think I think we need a, a bit of that, but yeah, defensively still complete mystery. So perhaps next time we'll know a bit more about that. Imagine uh, Charlie Combs and Philip Sanchez against Jeff Smith. What yes, uh, what mismatch? Wouldn't wouldn't be the uh, the most enjoyable for the the Smith family to watch. <laughs> I wouldn't say, but it does. It does show just sort of how far the league and general skill and speed has has come since then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think for sure. Um, we've had, along with the signings that have come along fairly regularly, so hopefully more this week. The the league fixtures came out, and and the biggest takeaway from it was. As as we tweeted, I believe we've got some hectic periods of games in not very many days, um, but a, a bit of a later start to the season. Uh, but all excitement building up to that first Challenge Cup game at home to Fife on the on the twenty third of September. Uh, it's it's quite nice to get the fixtures so that you you got that that to look at but it also kind of emphasises that it feels further away than you'd want as well yeah it's true there's a bit of that um, yeah there's a few things that kind of noted on it um, yeah, as you'd said those nine games in 16 days over the Christmas period is is uh, pretty wild so yeah we're going to need um, we're going to need that goalie tandem really for, for those games in particular Um Two weeks of pre-season games, um, which I guess we've already kind of talked about, but that's a change. Um, no three and three weekends, which is good. Um, <laughs> when did you get a dog? <laughs> that is certainly not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, just delighted about the pre-season games. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Um, no, no away double headers. Kind of less, less midweek games as well. Um, and I think the other thing was the kind of split up of the the Challenge Cup fixtures through 
September, October and November this year, but as you know, previous seasons we've obviously seen that right at the start of the of the fixture calendar. Um so that's a bit a bit different as well. Um yeah, I don't know what to make about that, but yeah, I know I, I don't I don't know really because some some of those games could be they could end up being dead rubbers if they're, if they're anything like what we had last year, but um, but no, kind of remaining positive. No, I think you know we should hopefully still be in with with a shot qualifying um, through there, so. When it comes to November, certainly anyway. So, um, so yeah, just some points there to note, and obviously the the kind of later finish as well in the regular regular season, um, which I think is usually around about um, oh, just before Easter weekend. So, obviously now we're fin- finishing after Easter weekend. So, playoff final weekend should be the third weekend in April, I believe. Um, yes, a home home game against Cardiff to finish. Uh, and right, okay, and that's what seventh April. Seventh of April, yeah, and actually an away game against Cardiff to start, and pre-season games against Cardiff. <laughs> so, I, I think I think the first, yeah, the first league game is. Sunday evening, we're away at Cardiff, 30th of September. So having played them in pre-season, we're going to know a lot about each other. So that's that's going to be an interesting one, how that goes. Um, I, I don't think you can take, we, we won't be able to take too much from those pre-season games, I don't think. Um, no. but, but from that, that kind of league weekend onwards is the the good bit is is when you see how you match up against all the teams. Obviously, Challenge Cup gives you that to an extent, but I always feel there's just not the same there's not the same feeling than there is with the league games. So the sooner that starts, yeah. the better. But uh, that being said, you want to go off to a to a flyer. Excuse the pun against Fife on that opening Saturday night and I've I've got all confidence that we will do that. Here's hoping, but yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't with regards to the, the friendlies and stuff as well, it's just it's a bit it's a bit strange really playing kind of two back to back um games in Cardiff and then you know one one game at home and one game in Belfast, especially considering you're going to be playing Belfast quite a bit anyway in the Challenge Cup as well. Um, but yeah, I know it's all about just kind of trying to get lines sorted and getting match sharpness in, so not that fussed about it, but yeah, would obviously like to see um, some some different teams coming, coming here. And yeah, only the one pre-season Home, uh, home match as well, so slightly disappointing if you're kind of looking, looking forward to it, and you can only go to the home games. But yeah, um, but yeah, as as what it is, as they say, as the as the website aptly points out to us, 
it is sixty uh, six days to go for the first the first game. That still feels like ages. But yeah. Not that we'll, long. We'll get we'll get there with a full exciting team for sure. Um just on the when I mentioned Fife there, they have finally made a coaching announcement, which is good for their fans, I guess. Um, Tom Cullen has been announced. I think it's fair to say he's an experienced coach. Uh, just a brief look at, at some of the stuff he'd said. Uh, been at a, a good level. I think he's going to try and make them a faster team, which everybody says that they want to do. I think they'll definitely be more physical. I, th- I think overall he's going to make them a harder team to play against this year, which is sort of the thing that you kind of associate with Fife, particularly in their rink. Um, but he's got, a, he's got a job on his hands to finish that recruitment in the short period of time, and hopefully he doesn't do a very good job of it. But with it, given given where he's where he's been and coached, I think he'll have good contact. So I expect them to bring in a few good players. Hopefully, not too many, as I've said. Yeah, he's the he's the Roy Hodgson of the the early yeah. early uh, sixty nine years old. Been coaching hockey since what, eight years before we were born. Uh, in the 80s, so um, yeah, I'd say probably knows a thing or two about the game. Um, coached at all levels, has seen everything probably there is to see, no doubt. As you said as well, has excellent contacts in the game. Um, actually, look, I don't know if you've if you've seen what his CV looks like, but it's it's one of the most impressive CVs I've seen. Um, yeah, it's a good like as an appointment goes. I think it's a good appointment for sure. Mm-hmm. I think five fans will be excited about it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good, um, it's a good sign for for them to get as well, based on you know obviously the the kind of budget constraints and stuff like that that they'll be working with there. But yeah, like university and assistant coach team Canada and Latvia and. Um, Buffalo and NHL as well at one point as well as head coaching gigs anywhere and everywhere across Europe. Um, so yeah, he's obviously he's got the experience there, and he's obviously still, um, you know, he's he's got the the kind of hockey smarts to kind of know the direction that the ice hockey's going in uh, in this part of the world. And it's the the first time in. I think about 20 years or so that they've had a new coach, which, you know, we <laughs> so different to to what we've had. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it would be a, a complete change in style, I think. Um, and as I've said, more, more competitive. I, I don't think there will be teams, especially as well with Mark Lefebvre back in Dundee, I, I don't think the teams from in Scotland are going to be left adrift at the bottom of the table this year, in my opinion. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. But for sure, as we've said, a good a good appointment for them, I think. 
and uh, yeah, looking forward to that first doing that we can give them at home. Um, on a on an from a clan point of view, talking about players, I've sort of skipped the order here, but that's just what we do. Just completely ad hoc. Sorry, we'll work our way back. We can work our way back. Two two recent departures. I think first of all, um, we'll, we'll talk about Stephen McParland, who's gone to the third division in Germany. Um, he's he's somebody that I had said I would have liked one more season with at Clan because I think he really was starting to get used to the league and, and up to pace, but not to be. So he moves to Germany, um, and yeah, I think he'll I think he'll do well. He's maybe the season with us was a bit of a blip for him. Is that fair to say, or possibly took him longer to adapt than he would have thought? Yeah, potentially. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, you could go back to last season and you know point out loads of different reasons why things did or didn't happen. And um, yeah, for whatever reason, he just he didn't he didn't hit the ground running like like we were all kind of expecting him to. But um, you know, he did pick up as the season went along and finished really strongly. Um, again, I think you know a, a player that. They could play at a higher level than um, Germany three, but no doubt it'll be getting paid handsomely there. Um, you know, there's no reason as well why he can't go there and do really well and put up the kind of numbers that we've seen from like Mike Hammond who went there. Um, had really a really big season there. Um, I guess it's just gonna for me, you know, he was he was linked with Belfast not that long ago. Um, mm-hmm. they've since signed um Tedesco, who came from the same the same side as McParland did in Italy, but obviously had a, a much better season overall in, in Guildford, so Belfast have ended up with a better option there based on last year, but um yeah, I don't know. It could you know, he could easily be playing um, top teams in the, the elite league could be playing anywhere across the kind of bigger leagues in Europe, but um, yeah, he's opted for for where he has. So um, good luck to him. I would like would probably have liked him back, but based on um, based on his last few months here, really only. Um, yeah, based on how he ended as yeah, opposed to yeah. started, but. You could tell, you could tell, like that, that he was frustrated in the early days, and obviously somebody that Aye. really wanted success but just, just didn't happen. Um, wouldn't have been upset, yeah, if, if he'd come back. I think would have probably fitted in well. Again, though, not not a huge guy, but did have a physical side, mm. um, and still. I, I say I say a blip. I mean, he still managed to to score nineteen goals and twenty seven assists. So by no means a disaster. But I think just we expected this this absolute goal scoring machine that didn't happen. But good luck to him. He, he joins Brett Perlini, I think, at uh, Sal Bills Halle. I'm not sure that pronunciation. Yeah, Brett Perlini's on that team next year. 
So, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll, they'll do well there. Um, and the other one talking about goal scorers or potential goal scorers is is the bigger. I think the much bigger departure news, and that's that John Dunbar has joined Solway as both a player and kind of marketing ho- hockey operations jack of all trades on that front um, which you know it did definitely took me by surprise we thought he was maybe going to be back with clan which we were very 50-50 about but I think as a player at that level he will definitely show his quality I know he's 32 now or 31 even so not that old but you know, I think he's I think he's gonna score a barrel load of points. And obviously Saw was given an opportunity to use his education and advance his post hockey career, which is what he said. So you can't you know, you can't take that away from him and clearly enjoys the country, so good luck to him in that in that role for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if that's kinda of what he's wanting to do post playing career then you know, John and Phil have obviously given them that opportunity there. So, you know, for for them to be able to, to do that as well and pull the strings there and getting things into into place um, for him, but not not only for him for for Solway um, and kind of making it work is um, you know needs needs kind of mentioning. I think um, you know getting. Getting Peacock in as the as the general manager is only going to help um, to kind of re- recruit players like like John Dunbar. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, for me though, you know, he is only thirty one, as you'd said. Was kind of touted to be back playing in this league for us. Um, you know, I think he could still be playing um, and. And some of these top leagues as well. Um, so yeah, I don't. I guess it's kind of weighing up whether that that type of opportunity for him would come up again. Um. So it's obviously it's you know his his decision in that, and you know you can't really fault fault him for making that decision. But yeah, he's. Uh, I think I said in in the tweet, I would be amazed if um. You know, if he if he didn't break his elite league scoring record with Guildford, um, some uh, sorry with with Solway, what, what from what he did in Guildford? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna um, be too good for that level, I think. But uh, it's it's quite an interesting project. Obviously, they've got going there. I wonder if at some point we'll see a a sneaky pre-season match announced. With Clarence Solway at some point in a in a midweek, who knows? Uh, but yeah, def- definitely now, obviously with the clan connection and John and Phil and stuff, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on how how Solway get on in the in the top division now. And but like we said, no doubt Dunbar will be a complete standout. Um, and yeah, saw that saw that opportunity and took it. So 
he would have he would have fitted right into our team from the point of view of him being small. But <laughs> but we're looking we're looking faster now, so I think I think he leaves a slot there that we can we can improve on and and we'll see from what's announced soon, hopefully that we have got an upgrade. So I'm excited from that point of view, but good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one other good thing that Clan did continuing the sort of positive momentum was extending the season ticket deadline for the, the early bird season ticket deadline to the 5th of July, I think it was. And also saying that uh, almost 50% of Brayhead Arena is now sold the season tickets, which is great. So really, like, really coming along. I think hopefully that will create a good atmosphere. Um, but but good to see them. Good to see them do that. And if that encourages more people to sign up and save a wee bit of money, then great. And these these are the wee things that we just haven't really done properly or well in the past. And it means a lot to people. So I'm glad that they're finally starting to to engage with with fans from that point of view. And, it will be it will be reciprocated, I think, with people coming to games and all all everything else that goes with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's you know it's another really good gesture by the club. Um, you know they are kind of really starting off on on a good footing so far um, with the fans. I think you know I guess the maybe the one point that I've seen. Um, from folk online is that they would like kind of more more of the sort of player announcement videos and the, the kind of interviews once we've signed guys but you know I think um, you know given that they're not they're not that long in um, getting control of the club so can I give them some time with that but yeah kind uh, of half the Half the arena sold out to season tickets is, um, dare I say it, massive. Yeah, that is uh, a word that I have a difficult relationship with, as I've <laughs> said before, but within, we've used it to the point where it's hard to, to back out of it now. So I've got no doubt that will continue. But yeah, on, on the, the videos, we've talked about that in the past, but... I think give it some time and we'll start to see the increased media engagement. Obviously, Aaron Murphy being involved, I think when the pre-season is, is really around the corner, we'll start to see hopefully a lot more content. It does feel in a way that we've got these signing announcements and then you're kind of desperate to hear more about what they think in a, a half a minute to a minute video is just is just not enough but i think i think that will step up and you know for all the other improvements and the, the team that they're going to recruit i think we can forgive a wee bit of um slowness on that that front i think that's my personal opinion anyway i don't know what you think yeah no i i, I do agree with that um yeah as i say they're just kind of they're not long in the door so yeah give them a bit of time to get to get stuff sorted and um yeah Adam Murphy's not not long in the door either so 
yeah, I'm sure things will start to ramp up when um, when August can end. August rolls around. That is de- yeah, it's definitely getting exciting. But uh, as ever, don't want to get too too over the top. Even though we will, as soon as soon as we get our full team and we do our preseason predictions, <laughs> it will just go completely over the top, and I've got no doubt I'll be involved in that. Um, and yeah. my magic mercy prediction be be reborn in some form. Um, the 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 final thing I think we wanted to discuss was the elite league survey result, which came out I don't think too long after we last recorded, or certainly in between when we last recorded and now. Um, and some of the some of the responses that came out but i just thought the article was kind of funny the way they conveyed some of it um didn't really give too much information um but stuff like the uh the playoff final weekend with with fans agreeing that was a, a good way to finish the season um Clan were ranked not too bad from a fan experience point of view, which is good, but I would like to see us at the top of that, but no surprise it's Belfast. Um, yeah. And some of the other things that I'd uh, picked out of it, fans prefer fast technical hockey compared to physical hockey. Yeah, completely agree with that, as we've said so many times. That was That um, was a surprise to me, though. Uh, that fans you, in general think that. Do you think? Yeah, I think now. I think now, having seen the kind of likes of Guildford and um, some of the players in in Belfast, I think maybe some teams still and some fans like that physical side. But I think at the end of the day, the league has moved a bit more towards the speed. Mm. Maybe. Maybe a more of a fifty-fifty split would have been expected, but certainly for me, I think uh, with the changes we've seen in the past couple of seasons, that's exciting. That's more exciting. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you would have expected it not to be quite as high as that. I don't know. I'm just. I was just thinking from. I guess I'm just thinking from like maybe a a clan fan perspective, but. Um, but yeah, as you say, the kind of the better teams in the league are, are you know, sort of more technically gifted. So, um, and we we've never really had that as a thing to prefer. You know, I think after <laughs> this season coming, yeah. if it does go well, then you know the fans that have, and obviously there are. A number of them, and that's good. Everyone has different opinions, but the sort of Fitzgerald and Chris Frank and the the real enforcer fans, maybe their opinion will change. That once they see this team, um, but we we've never had it to to say that we prefer it. So maybe maybe that's got something to do with it. But I'm just have been looking more at other teams from a jealous point of view. And, yeah, that's that's more what excites me. Yeah, um, I was going to just point out a couple of other things. I think one of them was that Fife had the the oldest fan base 
are one of the oldest fan bases uh, in the league, which is you know kind of funny given that their new head coach is also falls into that category. Um, the playoff final weekend thing is is kind of weird to me that they've said that that's a, a good way to end the season. And I get that obviously they've taken it from all the responses, and I think there was around seven thousand fans that responded. So you know, it's a decent it's a decent number. Um, I just don't I just don't get the the playoff final weekend being a a great way to end the season. It's not it's not for me personally. I, you know, I, I would like to see us have a proper playoff series. And again, we've spoken about this time and time again. But a best of three or a best of five. Um, and you know, if you want to have a sort of weekend thing at the end of the season, then you know maybe do that for for the last couple of games of of the final series, and maybe have that in Nottingham, and you know we can still have that that event where all the fans can gather in the one place, and you know make a good weekend of it. But yeah, that that was a bit of a a bit of a surprise to me. What are your thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I've, I've always thought that we'd prefer having a series and always will think that. Um, yeah, the, the playoff final weekend thing is kind of unique. I've got no doubt pretty much every player would want a series and, you know, there'll always be arguments against why it can't happen. I don't know if it'll ever happen, so it's one of those things that we can always wish for, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if we'll see it. But I don't think whether or not that puts players off coming to the league. I guess that's a more important question. Mm. Um, and you know the the format is just not not what they'd want. I don't know, but yeah, for me, obviously, a series is what we all want. Um, one other. One other thing I noticed was the um, following the the Challenge Cup in areas of negativity was the levels of professionalism shown by clubs. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yep. so Clan certainly playing the, the kind of main protagonist in that from last year. Um, I would I would guess um, as well as levels of officiating. Um, and you know the, the officiating is really, you know, as as we know, substandard as being kind at times. But you know, you do kind of feel for the officials as well. You know, there aren't there aren't really enough of them as it is, um, and I don't know what what training is provided for them, but it's clearly not adequate. Yeah, not not enough development there for them. I, I think there definitely are things that they, they do, and it's kind of been talked about in the past, I'm sure, about camps and all that kind of stuff, because obviously they need to keep up with the rules and various other things, but yeah, it's mm. it's a, it's been a, a problem for years. Um, we've, we've seen some high-profile complaints from players about it this year, um, and yeah, that with with the playoff format and other things, it would make the league even more attractive. Um, probably, if everything like that was fixed, it would be 
one of the, the most attractive options for some in Europe, just given how, how much better the standard is now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I've said, though, whether these things will ever be fixed in the in the um, next couple of years, who knows, but I agree with those those kind of points you picked out. Um, but we we want climb top of all the good things and bottom of all those bad ones. So hopefully the reasons that we've covered about why we had such a bad year last year and is is in the past and with us moving through these signings, it's a lot more positive to look forward to. Yeah, that's it. And you know, we we don't have any defence at the moment, but who needs defence when you've got me, Charlie Combs and Philip Sanch up top buying them in? Yeah, I know. I think we've got what well, arguably nine nine more signings to announce, uh, which means that on the current sort of three a week format, um, we should be. By the end of end of July, maybe we we'll have our full team announced, defence included, hopefully. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just bring on the season at that at that point. But I like I like the way the team's shaping up, and yeah, apart from apart from Jason, the size of Jason Morgan's head in one of the signing videos, it's all it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I know what one you're talking about as well. But, um, but yeah, no, it's it's good, it's exciting. Um, we don't have a defence yet, but it won't be long before we start seeing some some names coming through. Um, I had it as eleven players still to be announced, but I don't know if you were including the netminders. Cause oh no, I wasn't. Nah. Just totally overlooking them. Including netminders, then I think it's I think it's eleven. So yeah, if if it kind of goes at the same rate it has been going at, then yeah, end end of July, start of August. Um, yeah, it's a good a good time to to see the squad in in full a few weeks before they they come over for for the preseason games. Very very exciting, and we'll be we'll be covering it every step of the way, of course as your favourite hockey podcast. But <laughs> in all seriousness, obviously thanks as ever to people for listening and their engagement and support. Um, and hopefully we'll bring you another episode soon with more signings and, and our thoughts. Um, and cheers from me. And that's all for now. <laughs> cheers from me as well. <laughs> cheers and cheers. See you <laughs> next time. <laughs>